Welcome to Riding in the Weeds. Today's episode is all about our year in review. It's that time. We've just skipped into the future, the new year, and we thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to just talk about how life went in the last year. If you are paying attention to any coaching of any sort, if you're on any social media, there's about a hundred different people that have bombarded you for the last two weeks with like, what are you going to do differently? What's your vision? How are you going to make the most of your next year? So here we are, me and Jenny are going to dive in and just have a conversation about our last year. 2023, I think was a pretty fascinating one for a lot of people. So join us and hopefully this is helpful. Take some notes for yourself. And if you haven't done a review, this is a great opportunity and a kickstart to remind you to get her done. So Jenny, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tosh. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. To be honest, I mean, we are recording this right before the new year and we're in that funky stage between Christmas and New Year's and this year for me it is a very funky stage. We're just in the process of closing everything down and starting an entirely new adventure in our lives and I'm very much in a hurry up and wait kind of a a phase. So how about you? Yeah, this week always feels a little bit like being in limbo. Even though I'm still doing a lot of things, like still working and stuff, it still feels a little strange. So I think that's just the way it is. We had a full moon yesterday on top of that. Yeah, so it's just, it's interesting. But I'm finding myself feeling a little bit more reflective right now. And I think last January, we talked about the fact that we don't really do resolutions. But I feel like reviewing what went well, what may not have gone as well, what do you want to change, what things do you would you like to do differently, what were were some of the wins, I feel like that is a useful practice. So that's why we thought we would dive in a little bit today. So let's start with wins. What was your biggest win personally, professionally in 2023? (laughs) Well, my biggest win, honestly, this is such a cop out, but I made it through in one piece. It has been the most fascinating year I think I've ever lived through. Started out, we were in Mexico and from the get-go has been a complete, what am I going to do with my life? And so I have been just managing, maintaining, taking steps, doing everything I can to control a situation that I really didn't know how it was going to end. So I felt like it was in one of those movies that you watch that isn't actually obvious and you're not quite sure where things are going to go. There were definitely some ups and some downs. And I'm going to say the best piece of advice that I got from a coach was accept where you are and then just take steps from where you are right now. Stop trying to fight what happened. Stop trying to control what might happen and just be exactly where you are. I've had so many crazy things happen from my bike being run over by a truck in the parking lot to my entire business collapsing on me. The universe has really stepped in and gone, this needs to stop. 
and you are going to make some serious changes. So yeah, I held on to the bucking Bronco and made it through the other side. And <laughs> come January 1st, my entire world will look a lot different. So there's my win. I'm still smiling and I'm mostly pretty stoked on any given general day. So that's what I'm going to start with. How about you? Yeah, I think we can say the same that I'm still here. (laughs) It does feel like a little bit of a cop out to say that, but 2023 has been really challenging, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of that has to do with the energies that are happening in the universe right now. And there's a lot of reasons for it that aren't necessarily personal. So even though you have a list of things that you can identify that were challenging. In the bigger picture, I don't think it's necessarily personal. And so I feel like saying that I am still here is still a pretty big win, all things considered. I went through some periods in my business where I was able to be really consistent and show up. I had quite a few business successes in terms of having clients and being able to be present and doing things. Um, But then there were some periods of time where I have really, really struggled this year. It's been hard to show up. I think on the list of wins is the podcast because it hasn't been like clockwork, but we have consistently shown up. We're still here together doing this. And it's been a little more than a year now. So I think that's a pretty big win. There have been some bright spots, but there have also been some pretty big challenges too. So let's talk about that for a hot second. So what was your biggest challenge this year? (laughs) My biggest challenge. Oh, goodness. I think my biggest challenge was breaking my wrist. I'm going to put it like this. So what I'm really moving into outside of the mountain bike coaching, I'm really stepping into when you have that intuitive hit to do something, but there's like a laundry list of reasons why not. What I'm really going to be focusing on is helping people identify what it is they want to create and start to take the small action steps so that they can actually get there. And what's really given me a lot of experience and insight into that has been knowing in March that it was time to make some serious changes with my shuttle business, with our store. In my gut, I knew it was time for me to close those things down or sell them or remove them from what was going on with me. And in July, I sought out the people who we have contracts with and asked them, you know, what what's going on? Do you need us anymore? And unfortunately, I followed my loyalty, Leo, loyal to a fault. And I made the decision, I don't want to do this anymore. But in September, I broke my wrist. And weeks later, I basically got told that we're no longer the hot choice and we didn't have the contracts anymore. So a decision that I had actually made personally. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it because I don't know who else would do it. Well, big lesson this year is that there is always somebody that will fill your shoes. And staying in a job because you feel like there's no one else to do it, that you need to do this for other people. That was my biggest mistake this year, not making those choices for me and then taking the actions that needed to be taken. I made those choices. I'm also an incredibly strong manifester. If I look at certain things that have happened, I'm like, wow, I created that entire experience. So 
I put the train on the tracks. I set it in motion. And then I was like running along next to it, trying to jump on. So (laughs) what I really would say is my biggest challenge, my biggest, I don't want to call it a mistake, but my biggest learning lesson of the year was, you know what, make the decision, put the actions in place and don't let yourself be stopped by the financials, by other people, by loyalty, really do what you need to do so that you can get where you're going. And I'm not saying be unkind or do things that are going to harmfully affect other people. But when I say put actions in place, those are the steps that you start to take in order to make sure that everybody's taken care of, starting with you. Because if you're not taken care of, then nothing will actually work the way that it needs to. Yeah, I love the image of the running along next to the train because now I'm looking back at all the times in my life where I've made statements like that and then things came to pass and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I wasn't really ready to do that. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So yeah, that's a big one. And I think my lesson is a little bit similar. I feel like if you're even remotely a little bit woo-woo or a little bit in touch with your gut and your intuition and your instincts, I think often we know long before something really happens that it's going to happen. And I feel like I find myself in a bit of an anxious spot until things materialize enough that I can figure out, okay, how are all these pieces going to come together? I think I knew that I would need to move Storm a lot sooner than I really did. And when I was told by the gal who was keeping him before that, hey, we'd have to find somewhere else to go, I was like, well, duh. It wasn't really a surprise, even though she had not given any other indication. (coughs) And so just being able to roll with what happens and honoring personal boundaries, honoring focus and what needs to happen, because the whole entire process of getting the barn moved was exhausting and it consumed all of my focus and all of my attention and all of my energy for probably the better part of two months through the hottest part of the year. At that point, yeah, I really wanted to be doing more business activities, but there was not time and energy left. That is what it is. And I had to take care of myself above all else because if I couldn't keep working, then everything would fall. So it was better to choose what chips fell and let go of them and know that eventually I'll clean my house again. And eventually I'll be able to sit back down at the computer and spend time sharing my business and my passions. That was right about the time you broke your wrist. And so both of us were juggling so much in that time period. And we both had to make those decisions. We skipped some recording for a time and pivoted a little bit for the podcast. But it's worked out well. And we already talked about the light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're both finally coming into some of that. And that's the other part of the puzzle is just know that it's coming. It'll eventually get here. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it's funny because I spoke to my dad the other day and he said to me, have you spoken to your brother recently? I was like, no, I haven't. And he's like, it's fascinating because literally the two of us are having the exact same energetic experience. I was driving down the country road and my brother was on the interstate highway, but yet we were both going in the same direction. And energetically, both of us have sort of followed the path of our parents 
path and the way that they kind of went through their lives. And it was fascinating to have my dad be like, yeah, you guys are both in a similar situation where you've been working really hard for other people and you've been putting your needs and your wants to a certain extent to the side and not in a bad way, but like for a community and to really create something that was for other people to a certain extent. And both of you are getting a very strong lesson in, okay, now you get an opportunity to create something for you. And again, not in a selfish way, but how can you start with you and therefore serve the community better from that place as opposed to putting other people first and then feeding yourself second. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so true. And I think when we do honor our needs first, we're able to serve so much better and we're able to do so much more because we have the capacity to do so because we're serving from a place of being full rather than being empty. And then when things kind of go a little bit askew, you don't have that bitterness and that resentfulness because you weren't coming from a place of lack. You were coming from a place of abundance and therefore whatever happens is just part of the experience. Whereas when you're not full to start with, your cup gets drained and then that bitterness and that unhappiness comes very quickly. Yeah, totally. Um, Well, we kind of dove into a little bit of lessons there, but I don't know. Do you have any other insights that you want to apply in 2024 or what are goals for 2024? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so insights. I mean, really, we've just covered a lot of that. But doing the scary thing, I think, is really important and consistency. So we're going to do another whole episode on this. But when I was in a complete kerfuffle since September, last four months or whatever it's been, I have been really struggling. What do I need to focus on? And one of the coaching programs I'm in, they have a co-working session. And there's so many different ways to create this. Focusmate is an amazing subscription that you can join up to online. Two times a week, they have a co-working session where you show up for an hour, you sit there and you work. And I basically took that hour and said, I am going to do this job. And it did a hundred different things for me. One, it showed me that showing up with a job to do and sitting there and doing it 100% focused for an entire hour, I did not get what I thought I would get done in that time. Sometimes I got more done, but each session I'd be like, okay, so this is what slowed me down last time. And so like photos, I could spend three hours trying to find photos, which, you know, I can do while I'm watching TV. I can do when I'm not needing to focus on it. But the content was really important. So if I was like, okay, the most important thing for me to spend my time here is is getting this content done. And then really seeing that you set a goal and sometimes you achieve it. And sometimes you literally get like one tenth of it done. And it's not due to a lack of focusing. It's not due to a lack of trying. It's not because you got up five times and went and got a snack or went pee or distracted yourself. Sometimes things actually just take a lot longer than what you think 
they're going to. So it really gave me the ability to start to change my processes, change my practices, start to see really clearly what would work. And of course, at the end of each of them, the coach is like, so what worked, what didn't work? And we do a review. And so you come in the next time with like, okay, I'm going to do this differently and I'm going to do it this way. So really creating space for yourself to see the reality when you are in an actual space. It's like being upset that you're not getting fit, but not doing any exercise. If you actually created a space to do exercise or do a diet and a month later you do a review and you're like, you know what, nothing has changed. You're able to go, well, it wasn't because of lack of discipline. It wasn't because I ate badly. It wasn't because I didn't exercise every day. What do I need to do differently? What is not working that's not giving me the result? And because you've actually created that space, you can't beat yourself up. You can actually give yourself an honest, critical review, which allows you to make the necessary changes and adjust and refocus. I think what I'm really saying is it disables that negative mindset that just goes, oh, I suck. I can't do this. Instead, it's like, oh, well, I actually tried really hard. I gave it my best, but something in that process did not actually work. Yeah. I really love that. For me, what I want to take into 2024, I want to piggyback off of that. And I think I'd like to do a whole episode on this at some point. The idea that it's going to hurt anyway. Whatever our goal is, if we have an idea of something we want to do, not doing it is also painful. It doesn't matter if we're talking about diet, if we're talking about exercise, if we're talking about goals we have with our pets, getting our pets exercise or even running things in our business, then not doing it is painful on a certain level. Not eating well means your body hurts, it doesn't feel good. Not exercising means your body also hurts. You can't go out and have nice walks and hikes. Not exercising your pet means your pet misbehaves, and that's pretty uncomfortable to deal with sometimes. And it also means you end up avoiding having fun. So it's uncomfortable to not do the thing. And so therefore doing the thing is not really any more uncomfortable than you already were. So like, it might be actually worse. Why are we quote avoiding discomfort? Because we're not, that's just a trick our brains try and tell us, but it's a lie. It's a complete lie. So my thing that I really want to take into 2024 is to just go into the discomfort, just freaking do it. I'm already uncomfortable for some reason, whether that's a fitness issue or training with my pets or whatever, it doesn't matter, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like where I am. So why should I not put the effort into working through the discomfort of something new? And so that's really my big idea for 2024 is where can I find those small places of discomfort that I can make small changes over time that will result in a feeling better down the road. And you know, spending more time in my business will feel better down the road because I'll be better at things. I'll show up more. It'll be rewarding to do those things. Doing things with my animals and my horses and my cats will feel better. They'll behave better. We'll have more fun. It will feel better eventually, but the discomfort of not doing it versus the discomfort of doing it is not any different. <laughs> so. 
So why, why am I still not doing it? Yeah, no. And I'm just going to kind of circle back to what you were touching on earlier. It's like that intuitive hit of, I know that this is no longer working, but I don't have a solution to fix it right now. So I'm just going to hope that maybe I'm wrong. And this is something I had written down on my notes for a Facebook post I was going to write. My addiction to really cheesy Christmas movies has gone next level this Christmas. <laughs> I have been hiding. Like I can't think and I can't do anything about all the things that need to be done. So I'm just going to watch the worst movie you could possibly find on Prime. And what I came to the conclusion of is what I really love about it is that at the end of every movie, the female, because we don't need to break down Hallmark movies, they are the exact same movie every single time, but the high executive female who's about to do whatever she's about to do in her career and she runs away to the small town and at the end of the movie, she makes a life-changing decision because the end of the day, her life was not working and there had been no catalyst. For her to make that decision and I realized that I think what I really love is it just consistently is like it's okay to leave everything behind if you could actually have a longer movie maybe it would make sense and it wouldn't be quite as cheesy but if you kind of go deeper into something that's very shallow really it's that that yearning that discomfort life isn't okay we're making it okay and then there's this thing that happens and you just don't think about all of the discomfort, the financials, all of the things, and you just do it. And as you say, it's going to hurt anyway. And what you're currently doing is super uncomfortable. And sometimes all you need is, you know, to meet that super hot fireman from the small town and it fixes everything. It fixes everything. Because <laughs> that's the real world. Um, but all that to say, it's making that decision because we know that it's time to make that decision and not hoping that you're going to be in a Hallmark movie. You actually have to create your own Hallmark movie. So I love that. I love that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm working my way out of this addiction. It's been bad. So thankfully well it's a seasonal thing so you know at least you have that going for you <laughs> and I'm about to move on the road to where there is no more tv and no more couch and no more of that I'm all proud of myself because I haven't drunk in a year but I'm like yeah but <laughs> I've got a I've got a hallmark movie um issue so I feel like it's not the worst uh, but I've learned some lessons from my bad movies so we'll call that a win I love it. That's so awesome. Okay. So I think the last little bit here is let's wrap up with, I think you've already said this, goals for the new year. Let's go with three things that are not New Year's resolutions, but they're three things that you are wanting to step into the future reality of. Yeah. I'm going to start with baby steps and piggyback this off that idea that it's going to hurt anyway. So we'll dive into this a lot more in another episode at some point. But I think the real key to any progress is looking for the smallest next best step. 
And so that's my philosophy that I want to take into 2024. We don't do resolutions. We already talked about that a year ago. We're not going to go back. So as like a philosophy of how I want to approach daily life and everything is looking at the smallest, next, best baby step I can take to make progress. And that may mean, can I work on my business for 15 minutes? Can I spend 15 minutes, 10 minutes doing something? Is that taking better care of the house so that I don't get so overwhelmed? Is that working with my horse? Can I take smaller steps to make more progress cumulatively rather than expecting big steps? So you tell me one and I'll see if I can come up with one. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So yeah, I think I'm in the same place. I was listening to a podcast recently and she was talking about how we have different zones of our day. And so that 15 minute thing, it's like, okay, getting up, getting outside for 20 minutes, getting the sunshine. I think I'm really talking about creating those little routines. And then part of that is actually sitting down for 15 minutes and doing that one thing that can move you forward. So really building into that like zone one of my day and making that a productive moment. And then this is a resolution. I am working on not listening to anything when I go for that first 20 minute walk. So I'm not taking the phone with me or if I am, it's because I want to take photos. There is no podcast. There's no books. There's no nothing going on. It's just me my dog and the walk. And that is something that I'm really wanting to focus on creating and then coming back and doing that one thing. And then I think I'll launch into the second one, give you a moment longer to to think there. The other thing is focusing on work sessions into my daily reality. I know I need to take baby steps. So I'm with you on that. Part of my whole process that I'm bringing out with my confidence coaching is what are those baby steps that you can do? So my baby step is taking that daily schedule, that weekly schedule that I have and taking at least one block that I've said. Okay, so I've said that from nine till 10 every day, I am going to work on my marketing and I'm going to book that into Focusmate as something that I actually show up to do a co-working session for that because for me making an appointment with myself does not work but if I make an appointment with myself and then commit to having a co-working session to get that thing done I have shown myself that that does really work for me I've already got two sessions that I show up to so adding an extra two to three is really a big part of my top three here and then number three I'm going to say is really going back to the fit, strong Tash that I used to be and really working on my mindset that I am building muscle, not losing weight. This is a big one for me, really eliminating the idea that I need to lose weight in order to be, I don't even know what. It's not even worth like digging into at this point. It's just a shift that I need to make. My biggest problem has been that I've been watching myself lose all this muscle that I was so proud of over the years. And then series of misadventures and mishaps with my body and low iron and all of the things, burnout have taught me that I need to come up with something that's going to work for me. And that is all about just rebuilding that muscle and 
thinking about how I can work a diet that will work with that. So number three, as I say, is really getting strong without burning out. There you go. That's the big deal. So I think number two I'm going to pick is kind of a 2A and a 2B. I could really use these as two and three, but I'll give you an an actual third one. Um, And that would be consistency and adaptability. And I'm sure you were like, oh, that's real cool. Those are opposites, Jen. Like, that doesn't work. But my challenge is that with animals, especially the horses, when the weather is really crappy, like it is out there today, again, I'm not out there riding. I don't have the facility to be able to go do things during all weathers. So I have to adapt my schedule. There's just no way around that. So I work at home and in the office on the days when the weather's bad. And then I spend more time outside doing other things when the weather's nice. So I have to have a certain level of adaptability. But the flip side of that is if I don't have some consistency, and I think this is where my ADHD sort of, I thrive with routines and I thrive with spontaneity. (laughs) So I need to work on finding that balance of both in my life and how can I create some structures and some rituals around my time so that it doesn't matter if it's nine o'clock in the morning or two in the afternoon, I have a work ritual or I have a ritual for how I do something so that there's consistency despite the fact that it may not always be at the same time. So learning to be more adaptable while maintaining that energy and not losing the momentum, but not burning out at the same time. It's going to be unique and different for every single person. So what works for one person won't work for anybody else. And Tasha and I are really good about sharing these things with you guys, just in the hope that we can share what we do so that maybe something will inspire you, but not with the expectation that it's going to work for everybody. So the third thing I was thinking about is really focusing on being more present and being present not just in the moment but truly physically in my body we've talked about the fact that i have structural challenges with my body and physical challenges and that often results in me being in pain i've already been working on this a lot more there is still a lot more room for even more awareness and more presence And just like everything else, just like your co-working, just like consistency, you have to build these muscles. These are all muscles that need to be built. And so being gentle along the way as I work to add more and more layers to these things. In the same way you add more co-working sessions, you start with adding one more a week and add another one a couple weeks later until you're up to a higher number. Because everything takes time to build up to. I think those are my big three. So we're gonna have to come back at the end. So stay tuned this year because you'll find out whether or not we feel like we did these things or not. I know I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm gonna have to sit down and listen to this a few times and remind myself along the way. So number four for both of us, and I think for anyone listening is huge self-compassion. Listening to you, Jenny, I'm like, oh, everybody out there listening is like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Me too. Like they say, no plan survives contact with the enemy. And I think that's really what you were speaking to. Having that ability to not be like, well, it's a not so nice day out there today. And I was supposed to work the horses. So I'm going to sit down and watch a really bad Hallmark movie. No. (laughs) 
Um, or not, it's a time that you have put aside to block, to work. And you are going to have to move a time that you have blocked to do inside work in order to now do outside work another day. I like the way you said it was 2A and 2B because as you were talking, I was like, that's exactly what you need to do. I, I have the same things that go on. And it's like, and or, okay, this space, this three hours of time is either going to be this and if that's not going to work out, then it's going to be this. If a baby goes down for a nap, like it's either going to be time for you to go down for a nap or it's going to be time for you to get three hours or two hours of focused work. I'm probably being laughed at by mums out there going, <laughs> two hours of a nap. What kind of children do you have? Clearly I don't. Um, so yeah, just really having that ability to actually switch, I think is uh, really, really important. So uh, as I say, number four, uh, I'm going to give it to us both is just being really compassionate with ourselves and reviewing on a regular basis. How am I doing? As I was saying with the co-working sessions, it's like, how is this process working for me? How can I adjust it? How can I change it? And how can I rewire myself to start to trust that I got this? Because that's how we yeah. change our lives. That's how we build confidence is by building trust in ourselves that we will do the things that we're going to do, which I'm just going to reiterate is why you don't make crazy New Year's resolutions. You know, you might make a, I'm not going to drink alcohol for a month. And you see if that works. But you know what? For most people, if, if you fall off the bandwagon, it doesn't really matter, right? That's the resolution that you can try for, but it's not the end of the world if you don't whereas those resolutions that will make you feel bad about yourself if you're one of the 99% of people that don't manage to pull it off you know that's not what we do on New Year's Eve yeah I love it this has been a great episode and I think we're definitely going to need to make sure we revisit these things throughout the year <laughs> yes absolutely we should do like a quarterly review I and like it you guys can follow along with us. So I hope you've taken some notes for yourself. I hope you have really thought for yourself, what are these things for you? And what I really hope for anyone listening is that you have three things written down, or at least in your mind that you are going to, because number four is the same for everybody, but three things that you are going to take baby steps towards in order to achieve. And if you have any comments, please, we'll be your accountability. Write us some comments in the comment space in whatever platform you're working on or send us an email. We would love to hear from you as to what those steps are that you're going to create for yourself so you can build that self-trust and have that compassion and review your processes so that next year, you are in a different place from where you are right now. Doesn't have to be anything, no attachment, but just needs to be different and moving somewhat towards the life and the dream that you're going for. I love it. Awesome. What a great way to end. All right. So I am Natasha Lockie and I am a confidence coach. I work with women who are wanting to step into what are those steps that you can take in order to create 
the dream life. Follow that intuition, figure out the action steps and get to where you want to be so you can build that confidence, build that self-trust and really build how you want to feel on the inside. I do it through mountain biking. We do it through retreats in Mexico, retreats in BC and soon to be coming retreats out on Vancouver Island. So stay tuned. You can find me on Facebook, Natasha Lockie, and you can also find me at Betty Gohard on Instagram. How about you, Jenny? Yeah, I'm Jenny Brandon. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. I intuitively connect with your pet so that we can get your pet's perspective on life and figure out solutions that will help all of you get back to harmony. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com and also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the same handle. So thank you so much for joining us on Riding in the Weeds today. We love having you along. If you would please like, comment, and subscribe, share with your friends. We would love to hear from you. Give us a shout out if you have any ideas for the show or have questions for us. We'd love to answer your questions. All right, everyone. Have an amazing day and welcome to the new year.